2: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Yo, what is going on, everyone? And welcome back to First Trade, the show where we talk all things beginner trading, I guess, basically. Uh, To give you guys a quick idea of what this show is, essentially, we go from the first episode where I make my first trade to uh now we're in episode 23 we got a pretty sweet guest for you um before i ramble on too long let me bring on my co-host michael you were gone last week what's up man
3: yeah it wasn't i think i was gone for a couple of weeks actually it's a busy uh busy month but you know we're chilling now having fun
2: there we go love to hear it um i don't know how i feel about you being back on the show but you're here so you know what me neither but it's good to also, be back it's fun <laughs> Uh random question. Uh how do I sound right now? I feel like I sound kind of weird in my own ears. This is how I sound you like usually normal? sound normal. Okay, cool. I don't know if the mic was being weird or not. Um all right. Well, Mike, how is uh have you been you've been trading at all recently?
3: Yeah, I actually have been. I made a couple of trades. Um I traded uh what was it? I did a couple of trades in Bitcoin. I wrote a couple of ups and downs in that one, which was kind of fun. Um, I bought Enphase Energy again and H-U-Y-A, like the two that I keep going back to year after year. Those were pretty solid. I like Enphase right now. Um, The solar stuff is really interesting. Um, But I also bought, okay, this is really interesting. I bought a couple of companies. That uh, have a main holding in jet paint, like for planes. Because I read this really interesting paper yesterday about how all these planes are changing hands right now because so many airlines aren't able to bring their employees back and they can't afford to retrain all their pilots last year with COVID. So all these plane companies are like selling each other their planes. So they have to repaint them and the products like inside the jet fuel or like the jet paint for the planes is like really specialized. So I've, I bought these companies that like specifically supply paint to these these plane companies to repaint all these planes that now need new branding. It's really I,
2: I love that thesis. Uh, we're definitely going to have to check in with you and see how that plays out because uh, it's a pretty, pretty interesting thought process there. I, I imagine that, yeah, there would be increasing demand for that for sure. Uh, Franny in the chat says she bought Wish around $9.20. Um, I didn't get in with that at all. Uh, apparently a lot of people think that's a strong stock. I just can't get over the fact that it feels like a scam website. So <laughs> it is. A, have you ever ordered anything off of wish and you're Oh, hell no. <laughs> Dude, I did. It's, it's like really? the ultimate version of getting
3: the Walmart version of what you're trying to get. It's atrocious. It's, like,
2: it's the Walmart version of the Walmart version.
3: Yeah. I bought the extra large shirt and I got the one that's like sized for one of those little mannequin dolls. Like the thing that a ventriloquist would use the tiniest shirt you've ever seen. It was not wearable <laughs> multiple
2: times. And that's when I was like, all right, nope. Oh man, we got we we got money, Mitch, in the chat. What's going on, traders? Uh, <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know what? We've been, we've been bloviating for a second here, but Michael, uh, I think you were on for one of the episodes, but we've had uh, two people who trade the strat on the show before. Um, overall, pretty interesting strat that is. Uh, strat, strat. Um, we had uh, we had strat soldier and strat sniper Sarah. I think I got those right. Um, so I you know what, I've had my a little bit of an opportunity to do some learning. I know you were there for one of those episodes. Well, we're back at it today, k- kind of. We're not we're not just talking the strat, but in fact, we do have a very special guest, Michael. Um, do, do you know who our guest is?
3: Yeah, Rob Smith.
2: Whoa, Rob yeah. Smith. Folks, we have the founder and creator of the strat with us on the show today. So I'm very excited to interview him. Uh and honestly, I think it's about that time, Michael. I mean, Let's do it. It's about right.
4: that time. Let's it's hit about it. that
2: time. Rob, how is it going?
4: Great. Great to be here, guys. Looking forward to this.
2: Awesome. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Okay, Rob. So real, real quick, right off the bat, for I know I, I gave you a really quick intro there, but for the people who don't know you in the chat, uh, could you just give us a, a quick introduction and, and tell us who you are?
4: Yeah. So my name's Rob Smith, and uh, as a matter of fact, Uh, Next week will be the 41st anniversary of my first job on the trading floor on the CBOE. Uh, So I started when I was 15 years old. And then I worked on the Chicago Stock Exchange for 16 years. I was a specialist uh, on the floor, trading order flow and uh, trading my own account. And then the exchange went away and I've been trading on my own. And then I developed the strat uh, 10 years ago. And then uh, ever since then, I've been teaching it and directing traffic with the big rig here. So that's what I do. So the great great thing about the strat is we all think exactly the same. There's no subjectivity to it. And so I can connect with my traders very quickly. Uh, That's one of the benefits of what we do, uh, because uh, one of the things when we're talking about today, trading psychology, is you want to eliminate as much of a thought process as you can. And so the strat is very cut and dry on how it works. So we can communicate very quickly. And I make a video every single night, and I can convey things very quickly. Where some people sit there and talk for 15 minutes about three stocks, I can wrap wrap it up in three minutes. Be like, "Here's what we're going here. Here's why we'd go here. Here's why we'd go here. This is what we're gonna do come tomorrow morning." That's
2: yeah. Safe. No, that's that's awesome. I know off my my first little experience with the strat. That's kind of what stood out to me the most is is kind of the simplicity and the rules of it that uh, I, I appreciate just being able to know, like, okay, generally, if this happens, this is what I should be looking to do, or I should stay away from this based on this. Um, so, that that's something I really appreciated about it. Before we get too deep into this, there's two things. There's one question I always have to ask anyone who comes on this show. I know you mentioned that uh, you started your first job on a trading floor at 15 years old. Do you remember your first trade? And if so, could you walk us through the details of it?
4: Hmm. That's going back a ways. Um, I do remember one of my first, one of my first trades. If it wasn't the first, um, I worked for a specialist. I was clerking. I, still, I, I so I wasn't a trader on the floor per se, uh, but I had a oldie discount uh, account, and there was uh, the specialist next to us had this stock that was just tanking. All right, and um, and I got in on that. I was filled out of range on the peak because in those days I had to call my call in to get it. But um, one of more memorable first trades on the floor itself uh, that really got me uh, to want to understand more is the specialist next to us was a specialist in compact computer. And compact and... You know, this is 1989, right? And so eventually, everybody's going to have a home computer. This is going to be a big deal, right? And so Compaq is just ripping, ripping, 100, 110, 120. So I'm getting in around 125. And I'm like, this thing's going to the moon. And I'm like, this is awesome. And, and uh, so I come in the next day, and there's flashing on his screen is CPQ 8090. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And he's like... That's where it's indicated to open it. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. The earnings came out last night. That's an indication. I'm like, it's going to open down thirty bucks. And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, oh, great. And so the specialist I work for, he could take a lot of pain. And <laughs> he would, you know, he might not make money. He've might, might have only made money four days a month, but when he did, he'd get cleaned up. But he would usually get fade, fade, fade. So he's like, yeah, we'll just go in there. And we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll buy some more. And I'm like, yeah, screw him. Let's buy some more. So I come into the next day and it's 50, 60. I'm like, it's down another 20, 30 bucks. And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, and i like, I just got married. I'm like, this is like my first trade. I'm getting destroyed. I'm almost losing everything before I'm even really a trader. And by the time I blew it out, it was at 36. And at that point, I realized I needed to have an edge. Otherwise, I'm just going to get killed because I have no idea what I'm doing. And um, that's really what got me going, the compact trade. I couldn't even say compact for years, let alone trade <laughs> for years. No way.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh seems like a rough way to enter the market for sure. Um, definitely a hard one to forget, I imagine. So, okay, I'm curious, how do you get from that point where you, you know, you're just kind of Going off of the people around you, you're interested, starting to dabble with it. How did you go from there to years later uh, developing the strat? You know, what led you to develop that, um, and, and how did it come
4: about? It took 20 years of looking at thousands of charts a night, going through books, and, you know, and all the things that I discovered really don't work. Uh, and the proof of that is like 90% of traders lose. But there's so much information on how to win. Why would that happen? I'm like, well, there's got to be some problems, uh, you know, with the the education. And it was a process. I had some help. Um, But uh, it started on a Fed day. So what I I used to do is when I would go through the charts, I wouldn't try and analyze them. I would just make sure that I could see them and just get them into my brain, right? Because one of the things that's important is that you don't want to try and read a chart. You want to analyze the data. What is it telling you? right and because charts can be different on how you perceive them this is an important part of the psychology of how you're perceiving what's going on because not everybody knows this but some software updates the 60 minute on the top of the hour and others on the bottom right those charts look completely different so when you analyze data you're able to use multiple time frames right and see what's going on so really understand what's going on because Uh, let's say a chart that, let's say a daily chart updated at noon instead of on the opening to the close, it would look completely different. So you want to be able to analyze the data. So it took years and years and years, and I was a traded order flow as a specialist for a while. And I I figured out to buy strength and weakness and not to fade anything. That kept me alive uh, for a long time. And then it was a Fed day in November 2009. And Back then, Fed days were a big deal, right? (laughs) But right now, not as much. So we expect volatility. And it was discernibly good news, cutting rates, right? And the market spikes up, drops, and then guns to the highs, all right? You might've seen that one before. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, why would it do that? I'm like, "The, the news is discernibly good. And so I figured out that, the reason that happens is you have everybody sitting there watching, waiting for this announcement to come out, right? And it's discernibly good news. So everybody goes, boom, buy, right? So the problem is that creates an order vacuum below. The first guy that takes profits, there's nothing to hit. So it comes back down. So once it breaks that level where the news came out, then the guys who held off get short and say, down on good news, right? Boom, they create another order vacuum. So when those guys take profits or new buyers step in, now it's doubly as big of a vacuum to the upside, right? So what that does, and this happens on multiple timeframes, right? So what that did was create a broadening formation. And at that point I was like, well, every book I've ever read says that's rare. And that's not true. It's like one of the only things that can happen, right? And it happens so often that once you understand that, that's how price discovery works, then you're a lot more comfortable with knowing what's going on and being able to gauge magnitude, how far something's gonna go, right? Because one of the problems a lot of traders have is that they can't gauge magnitude. And so the way you can tell that they can't is that they might say, I have a price target of 50, right? And it gets to 50 and they say, well, I'm gonna sell my last piece out here. I'm like, well, if you thought it was going to 50, I wanna be as long as I've ever been, when it gets to 50, right? You didn't know that, right? So once you gauge that magnitude, then you know how far something's going to go to add to your winners, right? Um, because most people will trim and trail and get out of their winners. You want to add to those things. Uh, there's an analogy I also use for most people's trading for uh, a school bus. So you'll have a bunch of guys come in on um, and have let's say two stock picks or whatever. Two Here's my two favorites. And they buy both of them, right? And one will go up and one will go down, right? you know what most traders will do? They'll sell their winner to pay for the loser and hope the loser comes back, right? That's, and so that's like getting on a bus that's taking you the right way, freaking out thinking it's going to go the wrong way. So you get off and get on a bus going the wrong way, hoping that it turns around and goes the right way. That's how insane that is, right? You want to cut the loser and hold and add to your winners. So there was that. That's how I came up with the – I saw the broadening formation from Magnitude Uh, Inside bars, I noticed uh, when silver spiked to $50 and I was trading AGQ and that was like $350 and that was moving around at like 40 bucks a clip. And I was noticing on the one minute chart that when you had an inside bar, it would just explode out of there, right? So when you have high volatility, there shouldn't be that inside bar consolidation. And so when you have that, when you have high volatility, The analogy I use for this is similar to spinning a top and putting it on the ground. And it's spinning around really quickly, but it looks like it's not moving until you touch it. And then it goes flying off the wall. So that's how I picked up on using those with volatility. And then time frame continuity, which is using four time frames where we want to be trading above the opening of all four, which means that the buyers are more aggressive. That came in a period of low volatility. We needed that. That That was the missing piece at the end of it. So, uh, in a nutshell, that's kind of the, the, the process of me putting it together.
3: All right. Sweet. Okay. So, yeah, we, I mean, that was, that was interesting actually. Cause I think when you mentioned like the school bus psychology, I, I find that really unique. And also really quick, before we go into the next question too, I got to comment on your setup. Cause that is sweet, dude. You've Thank got a you. ton of screens. I've noticed like multiple people in the chat too. were like, that's, that's pretty wicked. That's a nice ring.
4: Yeah. Um, thanks. I got 16, 27 inch monitors, uh, because oh. We're watching a lot so there's actually four in front of me here and then so i have two computers running eight screens um and because we're scanning it it just makes it easy to not have to change layouts uh, as much although i'm constantly scanning and going through um but uh yeah that that way i can have a real good visual of what's going on sector by sector because during any given day i want to be able to see the strength and weakness in the market is it is it across the board is it you know is are there some things doing nothing some going up some going down and so kind of like recently when we have these mini drops or whatever that way i can just immediately see that we're probably going to recover because they're not rotating out of everything they that what you can see when the market goes down they're going into the utilities they're going into xlp uh maybe some REITs, vnq and that just tells me that they're rotating so it just makes it easier to see everything
3: nice Yeah, that's awesome. Good awareness. I love it. Now, when you're talking about like the school bus psychology, so we have the strat understanding. We know what that is. When you're talking about trader psychology, what exactly is it? What is trader psychology? Why is that so important when you're making decisions, like not jumping out of the school bus and going the wrong direction? What is that psychology all about? Why is it so important to trading?
4: Um, Well, you want to have, you know one of the things you want to have is confidence. And some people will panic with their winners as much as their losers. Like, oh, my God, I got a winner. Uh, I got to do something. I'm like, you don't have to do anything, right? If you have a winner, you don't have to do anything. Guys on the losing side, they got to do something. And that's why uh, when we use the time frame continuity with the strat, what we're doing is we are, are are going against people in losing positions, right? We can identify where they are and where they would trigger more people to go under losing positions, right? So, uh, I mean, there's just so much of it – so, like – here's a, here's a, another common one is some people will, you know, especially when you hear the guy saying, Oh, I hate when the markets close. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's probably, you know, it's probably a good thing for you when people say that, because I'm like, um, that's like the casino's closed. I have no chance of making any money. I'm like, as opposed to my slim chance with my no system. And then you'll have people come in on a Monday morning, right? They've been pouring through charts all weekend, pouring through them. And They get their best ideas up right on Monday morning. They get chopped up right out the chute. And by the time the real move occurs, they're not in for it because they're too beat up. Um, What you'll see oftentimes, and which is another common thing that will happen, is that traders will make a little bit of money, make a little bit of money, make a little bit of money, and then give it all back and then some. Right? That's a common problem. And that's when they don't understand uh, how to gauge that magnitude where it's going in. Getting out too early is a problem. Uh, You know, just all that kind of stuff is uh, important in having an edge and knowing what that is. So when people come to the
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day.
3: Extra
0: cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now.
3: Download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra twenty-five cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free upside app and use promo code CAR for a twenty-five cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.
4: Oftentimes, They'll want to learn the whole strat and everything, everything straty and everything they can possibly learn I was like, you don't have to do that. I mean, what you want to be able to do is be comfortable in what you do and know that you have an edge. You, can, well, I say this all the time. You can be a one trick pony, right? Just do the same setup. That's all I do. This is all I do, right? One trick pony. You don't have to do, uh, you know, you don't have to be like, sometimes I fade to this and sometimes I buy the support and sometimes I do the that. I'm like, no, you do this and you stay on that. Right. And you exploit your edge and just do that. You can always branch out later. Right. But that that's a really important thing to know is that you want to stay on one thing. Don't jump around. Uh, I, you know, for my people, what I'll do is I will uh, keep them on 30 and 60 minute uh, reversals on gaps. And I said, you can make a very good living doing nothing but that. I tweet the list out every morning. I'm like, if you just know what those reversals look like and you just stay on that. Right. Um also, another thing is being persistent can be difficult for people. And what I mean by that is if you have a situation where you know you want to get in and you get stopped out and it triggers again, you get back in. Um, oftentimes, I'll have tell people that you want to have hot keys set up because it it, it, uh, it helps that. Um, because if you have to keep pointing and clicking, you're less likely to do that. Um, and another thing I want to talk about, trying to eliminate as much emotion as possible, Uh, as we touched on earlier about uh, communication, how fast we can communicate with each other. We believe the trading should be a two-person job. And what you want to do is you have two people that agree on the same criteria, and one does the analysis and the other one does the execution right because if you're doing it by yourself I oh, bored it's not doing anything I want to go to lunch and that's one of the, one of the things where I come in with people I'm like that's still good you're going to look to add to that that's still good do not sell that out of boredom do not do that All right and so um, that's why I'm on the headset and directing the traffic that helps mitigate that problem because uh, you'll hear me say this it's like you're your own worst enemy when it comes to trading All right there's a bunch of other guys out there and yes I, you know Twitter I was talking to a guy last night and he's like I was like, it's you versus you, and he's like, well, you are trading against other people, and I'm like, yeah, technically you are, but you first you have to solve your problems, right? What are you doing wrong? And and another thing that begin, a lot of beginning traders will do that is wrong and it saved me because I would do it is if you're if you're losing money, stop trading. Most people will just grind their account into zero. And I'm like thinking that's how you're going to learn. I'm like, no, that's not how you're going to learn. That's how you're going to blow out, right? Or keeping a, 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 a long trading journal. I'm like, Basically, what those turn out to be is a history of your losers. That's all it is. It's like because if, if you can focus on what you do, one thing. Say, here's my setup. This is all I do, right? And then a lot of this noise goes away. Right, where you're just like, oh, well, this is doing FOMO and blah 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 blah. It's like I don't care, Jimmy Crack Corn, I don't care. This is what I do, right? And uh, it's very important to stick on one thing and just do that. As opposed to some people will trade the same stock, and I understand things that move around like a Tesla and stuff like that. Just trading Tesla, that's good. But you'd rather trade the same condition, right? Whatever that may be, right? In the strat, I prefer the two-two reversals for people or the three-two-two reversals, and say just stay on that. That's all you do. Uh, because once you do that, then you get to know that condition very well. And then you can jump around a little bit more. And then after you're successful in one thing, then you can branch out if you want and say, okay, I've got these winning positions on, but these things are now triggering here. So I can go there in the future, but it's very important to stick on one thing and and, and just be good at that.
2: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. A lot, lot of information there. Uh, you kind of answered, I was going to ask, um, you know what's the what's the best way a new trader would you know begin to you know take control and learn some of this trading psychology and you kind of mentioned it with the sticking to one thing, um and, and you also recommended within the strat kind uh, of personally like you, you recommended the two two reversal is something that someone might start out with. Um, any other information there uh, as far as how a new trader might uh, go about becoming you know getting gaining control over their own trading psychology.
4: Right. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of my own strat and thousands of people have come to it. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that it helps eliminate subjectivity. That's what you want to do, because that's the traders, one of the traders, biggest enemies, subjectivity saying, well, I don't know. It looks like it's a non-confirmation of this and of that. And it's like trying to figure that out. Right. That's a big problem. Right? So that's what, you, why the, what the strat eliminates. It helps you to, um, it, it help, it, it's, it's very simplistic and it's, it, it makes sense. So uh, a lot of problems that people will have is that they'll listen to uh, several traders and listen to them all and be like trying to p- put their hodgepodge together of, of what they've listened to. And with the strat, I can explain to you exactly why something's happening and it'll make sense to you. Right. As opposed to, well, well, let's have a charting session where this guy tells us what he thinks. And it's not a Rorschach test. Right. Charting is not a Rorschach test. where you're trying to figure out what the blob's doing. Right. What we're identifying is participation groups by price and time. And so simply by having four time frames up and knowing what reversals look like or continuations look like, you're good to go. And then when you add that to uh, the broadening formation magnitude, then you know how far it's going to go and then when you're in a group of people that all think exactly alike you can communicate very quickly and people can help you much more quickly so in like in the chat room if somebody has a question i don't have to answer it everybody else can dive right in there i'll be there but um, keeping it really simple uh, the strat has uh, changed and eliminated subjectivity and that i can't stress enough is the problem because off, without the strat, oftentimes people will tell you that you're gonna. It's going to require screen time, right? You're gonna have to sit there and look at these things for years until, until you finally get it. And for most people, you can't. You don't have, can't afford that. You know, I mean, if you do have secondary income and trading is not your sole income, you're lucky because that's that's a good thing to have because that m- makes a lot more relaxed uh, from a mental standpoint than if you have to if everything your whole knot is on your trades. Right, so if you can have a secondary income, I would suggest that. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's that.
2: <laughs> okay, appreciate it. Uh, someone, someone comments. So, what is this strat? Uh, I you know, we we touched on it a little bit earlier. If you scroll back, but uh, there might not be enough time to go go and explain in in detail. But. Rob Smith here, who's on with us, is the creator of this. And uh, if you Google what is the strat on YouTube or something, I'm sure you can find some great info. Or we have an episode of First Trade where we kind of explain it as well. Um,
4: and go okay, to so- Twitter hashtag the strat Smiths in the there black. Smith yeah. in the black is my YouTube, um, and I have a video there called What is the strat? So, um, and it's only I think six minutes long. That's how fast we can convey what we're doing.
2: Ah, awesome! That yeah, shorter the better. I love it. Um, so, okay. So you kind of touched on that. What are, what are the best things that a beginner can do to get into it? Uh, and definitely appreciate you doing that. Obviously we, we are running a little bit tight on time here. Um, but going back to that psychology thing, um, I guess question, because I guess this is a big part of the strat. You were talking, talking about how they're not like roar shark i I can't say that word properly, but they're they're not those uh ink blot you know um things it's a it's a chart right how does psychology and trading relate to technical analysis um and i and I know yeah you know with with the strat you guys aren't so much like indicators and all that it's mostly just price action but how how does that relate
4: uh could you rephrase that a little bit sure, <laughs> yeah so, little
2: <laughs> yeah i guess i How how does – sorry, that was a little bit confusing. I I ramble a little bit. But um, how does the psychology of trading relate to technical analysis, the charts? How do those two things impact each other?
4: Uh, Well, I mean, you'll have a lot of people looking at the same things, looking at the same levels. And one of the things that we like is because we know that broadening formations exist because outside bars exist, taking out both sides of the range. And so instead of that being a chart pattern, it's a phenomenon. It happens. One side of the range gets tested, and the other side of the range gets tested, and that happens over and over and over again. So we know that phenomenon exists. And so we get to take advantage of the people that lose horizontal lines, right? Because if if trading was horizontal like that, it would be very simple. If we trade in 82, 84, 82, 84, 84, 86, 84, 86, it's not how it works. So we know – where people are lined up saying, well, there's my support level. I'm like, good for you. Because we we then we can look for uh, setups to take that out. Because we know what people have been told. They've been told, um, put your stop on the low of the pivot or the low of the day. I'm like, gee, thanks. Why don't you just take out a billboard and tell the rest of the world where your stop is? Because everybody who <laughs> trades knows that we all know where it is. And so we use other participants to take them out. And that creates that that wipeout, and then we look for the reversal back through the range, because if it comes back into the range, now we know we're going to go test the upper part of the range, right? And so uh, that's how we use it. <laughs> uh, Be also, um, why you want something coming back through a range as opposed to breaking into new highs is because when you have that failed breakdown come back through, and we know that ranges get expanded on both sides, that, ha- that definitely happens. And so when you come back through, what you're also gonna do is you're also gonna stop people out. Because, and that what that's gonna do, that's gonna make the price go faster. And here's why. So for time frame continuity, right? We wanna be trading higher than the opening of the month, the week, the day, and the 60 minute, right? And what that tells us, now that we know that over 70% of trading is automated, you have to tell a computer program four things. It's like, what vehicle do you want to be doing it? Spy. It's like, what do you want it to do, buy or sell? How do you want to do it? Do you want to take the offer? Do you want to sit on the bid? When do you want it to do it? So we know when we have full timeframe continuity, we know exactly what they told them. They told them spy, they told them buy, they said take the offer and they said do it now. That has to be occurring, right? So once we know that and you come back through a previous range, we also know where people have been told to stop out, where you got in or an obvious pivot. So when they come, when it comes back through the range and you start stopping guys out, that removes liquidity. That turns sellers into buyers when we already have aggressive buyers. And that makes it rip back through the range even faster. And that's why if you've ever been a so-called breakout trader and you got breaking out something into new highs and it just gets killed to the downside, that's what happened to you. Nice.
2: That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I <laughs> it makes sense what you're saying how, you know, the majority of the market is doing one thing. And if everyone's doing that thing, obviously you can kind of predict what's going to happen there to some degree. Um, kind of unrelated question I have for you. You mentioned at the starting, uh, and, and you mentioned again how you're directing traffic. I'm curious what you meant by that. Uh, and, and I guess this goes a little bit more into your day to day, your everyday uh, being Rob Smith. What, is, what does that look like?
4: Right. So directing the traffic means that I've got my chat room here, right? And so people trade for me, so I I don't have to actually execute anything. Like I said, a two-person job. This is a two-person job. We're going to be much more efficient, just like a fight in the alley. You're going to fight two guys? Good good (laughs) luck. All right. And so what I'm doing is monitoring what's going on in the market. Like today, we're watching the earnings. AMD has been good for us today, and that trades with Xilinx. Um, So what I'm doing is the strat customizes itself to who you are. Like some guys are total animals on the one minutes. Some people, you know, are just trying to, you know, boost their portfolio and, and look for longer term stuff. So what I do is I train people in the strat and then I'm on the headset all day um, talking to people and saying, OK, now here's what's going on. Now here's what's going on. Now here's where we want to be. Here's what. Here's why. As Like I said, when you have those four time frames, we're constantly monitoring that 60. Are those guys still here? Right. Um, as well as. You might have heard the term turnaround Tuesday, which happened yesterday, right? That actually happens all the time. It's just all, any, every move has to be confirmed or negated, right? And so once I can identify that, we call it a simultaneous break, right? And that's something you really want to look for. So yesterday, Monday or Monday morning, everybody came in and said, oh, I'm just used to this summer melt up. I'm just going to get in there and buy some stock, right? And so the market was up a little bit. When you come in Tuesday morning and take out the Monday low, everybody you bought on Monday just goes underwater. Boom. Right. And so we know that. And so the higher concentration of these type of signals, the, the higher the probability. And it can happen um, in anything, any sector. And so I'm also monitoring that for sectors uh, because let's say that almost everything in one sector is taking out the previous highs and coming back through a previous range. Right. What that tells me is that the institutions are in there buying that sector and they don't, they're not going stock specific. They're buying all of them, right? That's a good thing to know because that way you can look for setups in all of them, keep moving your stops up. And by the time you get to the end of the day, all you have left is the strongest stocks. That's it. The ones that didn't stop out. So I'm constantly monitoring the action in the market, constantly scanning. Um, I've got multiple scanners here and, uh, you know, we have our friends at TrendSpider Software. They've got all our strat signals in there. Uh, they came to visit the office about a while back, and they were like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. I'm like, we're going to put this on our software. I'm like, good choice. Because it's, <laughs> it's my firm belief that eventually everything else is going to go away. Everybody, everything's going to trade the strat. And the more I get, you know, exposure with you guys, I love that. Uh, because 90% of traders blow out. And like, well, I do this, and I, no, I do this. And I'm always like, oh, yeah? Well, Trading Dr. Phil says, well, how's that working for you? It's like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, so there's that. That's what I'm doing all day. Love
2: Okay, it. very cool. Appreciate that. No, I, yeah, it was good to get, like, uh, insight because I figured it was something to do with the chat room, but that's that's cool. I didn't realize that, you know, you were doing more so. Actually, telling, you know, working with people, talking and providing assistance there. So, mm-hmm. super interesting to know. Rob, I uh, appreciate you taking the time coming on the show and talk a little bit about the strat and, and the psychology of trading. Really enjoyed it. Uh, and you definitely dropped some, some massive nuggets of knowledge. Folks, if you liked what Rob had to say, make sure to check him out. Um, Rob, where can they find you online? You mentioned it a little bit.
4: Yeah, www.sepiagroup.com.
2: All right. And there you, can also go. Find,
4: you can also find me on Twitter at RobinTheBlack. Um, and uh, yeah, Smith of the Black on YouTube. And if you just hashtag, hashtag, hashtag the the strat. strat. Yeah, RobinTheStrat, you'll find me.
2: There we go. Awesome. And Thanks I got so one much, more, Rob. Got one more thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: Because I had my notes up here. One more thing that another thing that's important when you're taking on trades, when I talk about adding to your winners, is you want to treat it like you're playing pool. So a lot of guys will just, you don't just knock the ball into the, into the pocket. Right? You want to leave yourself something. So you always want to say, if this trade works, what will that set up for, for, to do more of? Right, How will that continue to set up? Right? So you want to be forward thinking on this. If this works, then what? If it doesn't work, then what? I'm out. Right, Never hold, never hold a loser overnight, uh, and you'll be happy that you did.
2: There you go. Boom. All right. Appreciate it, Rob. Thanks so much for coming on and joining us. Folks, thank you for joining in and listening. Of course, like I said, if you're a fan of Rob, if you're if you're curious about the Strat, definitely uh, dig in there. Check out the links in the description and, and go learn some more because uh, it's definitely definitely something something to be learned, something worth knowing. With that, folks, that just about does it for today's episode of First Trade. We will, of course, catch you next week, and uh, I'll see you then. All right. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Peace. See you, Rob. See you, Mike. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership.